Well, it's brilliant to be here tonight, and uh, we are going to have some fun. <laughs> because it's ever so interesting. Um, I, I prepared something for you and uh, got my notes together. And um, As is my want, I go out walking in the mornings, and uh, usually up fairly early, out while it's still dark, and uh, out walking. And I just felt God say, no, don't bring what you thought you were going to bring, bring something else, and uh, that's really annoying, especially when you haven't got, had much chance to prepare. Now, it's something I have spoken on before, so it's not a, something brand new, but I felt it was very pertinent or very uh, relevant for you. And what we're going to do, we're actually going to do some stuff out of what I'm going to speak about. So uh, it's going to land with you, not with me. You come to some churches and it's the you know, man at the front or the woman at the front or whatever who does all the stuff. Well, actually, I believe in the people of God. I believe it's the people of God who hear from God. And I don't hear from God any more than you do. I don't hear from God any more clearly than you do. Actually, we're going to hear from God together for one another. And we're going to build one another up today. There's going to be a sense of the church being built up, the church being strengthened. I think the church is under attack. We have an enemy who would love to push us down but we have a God who wants to build us up. And just as Callie gave that brilliant word about us coming with full authority, about us being received as the royal bride, as us knowing our authority and who we are in Christ, I believe we're going to see some of that in evidence tonight. So, I don't know if you know in the Bible, there's lots of one another verses, aren't there? So, you know, you're well-skilled here, well-versed, (laughs) well-taught. So just give me, give me some of the, give me some of the, this is interaction now, you have to open your mouth and speak. Give me some of the one another verses. Love one another. Do you know that's the top one? Do you know how many times that comes? It's five, about five times. And there's another one that comes almost the same time. Give me, so give me some more. Enco- who said that? Encourage one another. That's the second most common one. Very good. Serve one another. Very good. That comes several times. Careful, but care, love. It's, it's different versions say different things. So, prefer one another. Very good. Kiss one another. Yes. Thank you, Mark. It says, actually what it says is greet one another with a holy kiss. That's kind of like Mark's message. That's Mark's message version. Truncated it. But you get the idea that it's actually about one anothering. It's actually about the body of Christ building itself up. And I think too many churches you go to, or too many settings you go to, the leaders are trying to build the church up, when actually that's not necessarily our responsibility. Our responsibility is to provoke you, is to stir you, is to provoke you into action that you might do the work of ministry. So it's Jesus the risen Lord Jesus in Ephesians chapter 4, it says, He, the risen Lord Jesus, has given apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers not to do the work of ministry, but to release the saints into the work of ministry, to release you into God's work, into God's purpose. Not that we do it and you watch, but actually we provoke and the body of Christ builds herself up. In love. So what I'm going to do, and some of you may have even heard me speak on this before in various leader settings, but this is what I felt God speak to me, 
specifically for you as I was out on my walk this morning, and that's this, encourage one another. And I think last time I was here, I spoke on you being an Antioch-style church, and one of the things about the Antioch church is that it was particularly stirred and planted and strengthened by a guy called Barnabas, who was called the son of encouragement. And actually, I think encouragement was probably right at the heart of that Antioch church. And I was just blessed by reading your, I don't know, do you call them distinctives or values or values? Different churches call them different things, values. And just reading down, number five there, four there, one, two, three, four, encouraging, encouragement. So encouraging is one of the values of this church. And I believe God, again, wants to just stir that amongst you. And actually, at the end of what I'm going to speak on, I'm not going to say an awful lot, because I'll have said an awful lot by then. I'm going to encourage you to encourage one another. So be prepared. Start to ask God, who is it that God would have me encourage? Who, would it, who here would God speak a word of encouragement, a word of blessing, a word of strengthening over? So there's lots of Bible verses which talk about encourage one another. The one I'm going to speak from is this one in Hebrews. It's a very similar passage or very similar bit of the Bible that Keith uh, quoted in his encouragement to us. It says this in Hebrews 3, and I'm going to read verse 13. See to it, brothers, or it, that, that word there would be brothers and sisters, it's more a family word. See to it that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart who turns away from the living God, but, in other words, this seems to be an antidote to a sinful, unbelieving heart. It's going to be an antidote now to that unbelief. But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today. It's kind of funny, isn't it? It's always today. It's never yesterday. It's never quite tomorrow. It's always today. So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And I believe encouragement cuts right through a strategy and a plan of the enemy to bring discouragement, to bring deceitfulness, to bring hardness of heart, to bring oppression, to bring a sense of strife and being pushed down. The enemy is trying to do that all the time. All the time there's a plan that the enemy is trying to push you down. He's trying to oppress you. He's trying to find ways to make you feel depressed. He's finding ways to make you feel small. He's finding ways to make you feel discouraged. And all the way the enemy is doing that through the week through circumstances and things that are happening to you. But when you come into the presence of God and when you see one another, the family, the church of God, one of the things that should happen is that we encourage one another. We put courage into one another. That word, if you do a biblical word study on it, it literally means this, to build up, to strengthen and it has a kind of another meaning as well, which is linked with it. So there's a sense of build up, strengthen, but then it has this sense of to mobilise forward, to motivate forward, to provoke forward, to push forward. And when we come to church, when we come into the gathering of the saints, when we come to the bride of Christ like this, we should first of all be built up. God wants to build us up. He wants to strengthen us. He wants to encourage us. He wants to put strength and encouragement into us. Why? Not just so that we could be proud or arrogant, or hey, hey, but actually so that we might be provoked forward. We might be pushed forward in God's purposes. And that's God's plan for you today, that you might know more of his strengthening, 
so that you might go out more in his purposes and live for him. And instead of you receiving discouragement and this sense of oppression, actually you might be the bearer of good news. You might be the one who brings encouragement and blessing to others. Do you know, we are not supposed to just tell the good news. We're actually supposed to be the good news. When people meet you, it's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be a blessing. It's supposed to be life that comes from you wherever you go tomorrow, whether it's school or college or the factory or the office or the unemployment setting or the retirement home or wherever it is or, you know, wherever you go or whether it's just a pub or a coffee shop, you are designed to be the blessing of God, to bring encouragement, to bring strength and blessing to others. And ultimately, that's a display of the gospel. Now, it shouldn't surprise us to know that God himself is the God of encouragement. It shouldn't surprise us to find out that God asks us to be like him. Have you noticed how children get to be like their parents? Have you noticed that? Actually, our Father in heaven wants us to be like him and us to grow in grace to be like him. And he wants us to encourage because he's a God of encouragement. Let me give you another scripture for that. Romans 15, verse 5. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity amongst yourself. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 16. Look how, look how this involves more than one member of the Trinity as well. 2 Thessalonians 2, 16. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace has given us eternal encouragement and good hope. May he encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. And what's interesting is God, it's not just part of his character, it's not just part of what he does, it's actually part of who he is. God is the God of encouragement. In fact, when Jesus explains more about the Trinity, he doesn't use the word Trinity, but he explains, and in John 14, 15, 16, 17, he's opening up this amazing sense of his relationship with the Father. He's opening up this amazing sense of, I'm going to go, but I'm going to send one just like me, who's going to be not just with you, but in you. You're going to have God in you. And he introduces them to the person of the Holy Spirit, one of the words that he actually uses is the same word. John 14, verse 16. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, and depending what version you use, sometimes it says advocate, sometimes it says counsellor, sometimes it says comforter, but it's the same word, and some versions say encourager. I will give you the encourager to help you and to be with you forever. It's the Greek word parakletos, which isn't a para, it's actually... A sense of someone coming alongside you, para, alongside, and this sense of pushing you forward. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He comes in, alongside, motivates, and pushes you forward. It's that real sense of encouragement. The Holy Spirit is the encourager. It's his very name. We shouldn't also be surprised that when the Holy Spirit comes on us, and wasn't it beautiful tonight to have different gifts of the Holy Spirit in evidence, beautiful sung language, interpretation of that language. One of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that I don't think even as charismatics we value highly enough 
is the gift of encouragement. It says this, Romans 12, verse 8. If the person's gift is encouraging, let them encourage. <laughs> it's pretty obvious, isn't it? If that's your gift, do it. So are there any people here? Keith, come tell me. Are there any people here who've got the gift of encouragement? Don't worry, we're not going to particularly ask you to do anything tonight. But who, who would you say here is... Who would you and Rachel say here are the most encouraging? He's not allowed to say himself or his wife. Or his daughter. <laughs> I would say so. Good. I'm putting him on the spot here, it's good. I told you it would be interactive. Yes. Good. Well, you've already, your body language is very encouraging already. You've, you've been, like, even as I've been preaching, you've been like... So it's good. We've got people here who've got the gift of encouragement. We've got the Holy Spirit who is the God of encouragement. But the Bible says, don't just release the ones and the twos, or the threes, or the fours, but encourage one another. In other words, every one of us should better step into this strengthening, this provoking, this motivating forward that the Holy Spirit wants to do. So God's the God of encouragement. There are gifts of encouragement, but we should encourage one another. Now, when should we do that? When are the times when we should encourage one another? Well, let me just give you... I'm I'm not going to speak long on this, don't worry, because we're going to do the stuff. First of all when others are a blessing to us. So just think, who has blessed you in the last 24 hours, in the last week, in the last month, in this congregation, in this body? Who's really blessed you? Who's, like, you, when you see them, your heart just lifts. That actually they've been a blessing to you. They've strengthened you. The Bible says you should strengthen them. You should encourage them. So it's easy, isn't it? That's really easy when people are a blessing to you. So, you know, I think Keith and Rachel are great encouragers. I think they're, they're particular encouragers. They're, they're, they're so generous in their spirit. And it's interesting that I notice that generosity is your second one down. And I don't mean monetary generosity. I just mean they're generous in their hearts. They're just generous in their spirit. I'm sure they're generous mon- monetary as well, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about a generous nature, a generous spirit. In fact, actually, you often find that churches, the characteristics, the values of a church, are particularly referenced and shined out through their leadership. So we shouldn't be at all surprised that if that's your number two value, generosity, that Keith and Rachel are just generous in spirit. They just are. It just oozes out of them, doesn't it? Does it or is it just me? No, it does. Yeah, thank you. You are, you're allowed to agree with me. I mean, I, I was particularly encouraged by meeting this gentleman this morning. First thing... Uh, this morning? This afternoon. <laughs> You went in Sheffield this morning, no? This afternoon, the first thing he said to me, uh, apart from when we were praying, the first thing he said to me, he said, I'm so encouraged about Nantwich. I've been praying for Nantwich. I think he said, what did you say, 20 years or 25 years? Yeah, I didn't want to put words in your mouth. 25 years I've been praying for it. I thought, that's an encourager. That's someone who's been waiting for 25 years and next week you've got is it one of your first prayer meetings in, for, for crew and Nantwich. How exciting that is. 
these guys are encouraging in that. I mean, Mark is such an encourager, isn't he? Yeah. Mark, it, you know, Tigger, I call him, but he's, uh, <laughs> he's just Mr. Encouragement. He's just, he, he's so, yeah, he, so it, isn't it easy? Like, that's just easy, isn't it? Just easy. Nigel and Callie, you are very encouraged. Well, even through difficult times, even through times of trouble, you're tenacious. You've held on to God. You've held on to God's character. You've held on to God's presence. You've held on to God's promises for you. And, you know, you guys are encouraged. Even in your most difficult times, and I've seen you in pretty difficult times, you never stop to ask a blessing or ask about someone else or encourage someone. You're just encouragers. So we have people here today who are just encouragers. And when they do that, we should encourage them. Secondly, we should encourage people when they're succeeding. When they step out, like this lovely lady stepped out in singing in the spirit, singing a new language that she hadn't learned or studied. I assume it wasn't Welsh. You You, you never know, do you, when you're this close, you know. Um, But I assume it wasn't a known language. And then we had that lovely interpretation that came. We should encourage one another when we're succeeding, when we're stepping out in things. Now, let me just say one thing before, because it's kind of an add-on to this. We need a new definition of success, because success isn't always just getting it right. Success is stepping out into God's purposes. And sometimes we can step out and fall over, and that's okay. We should encourage people as they're doing that. The Bible says this, I came across this verse a year or two ago, Proverbs 24, verse 16. For though the righteous, because this is righteous people, it's not sinners, though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. And there's something about getting up. So you don't just encourage people when they're on their mountaintop experience of doing everything perfect and wonderful. Encourage people as they're stepping out and having a go. Encourage people as they're, even if they fall over, as they rise again. Encourage people who are stepping out in God. Encourage people who are sharing their faith. Encourage people who are inviting people to Alpha tomorrow. Encourage, 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 because actually you'll put strength and fortitude into people. uh, Anne and I weren't able to have children, which is a real sadness in our life, but we've been kind of like surrogate parents to so many nephews and nieces and other families in the church, and always makes me laugh to see mother, usually mother, being a bit sexist here, but it's usually a maternal thing, encourage little Johnny to walk. Have you, have you ever seen that? You know, and she kind of stands up chubby Johnny. I don't know why he's always chubby, but babies are, they always seem to be chubby. They seem to have this low, whether it's a nappy, I don't know. They seem to have this low centre, there's no Johnnies here, are there? Okay, all right, we're all right. This, this, so this sort of low centre of gravity, and mother stands baby up, and what, you know what happens? Gravity takes over and baby goes bang like that. He falls. And she goes, oh, look, he's taken his first step. Said, no, he hasn't. He's fallen over. But she encourages him. She encourages him. And the next time, somehow miraculously, a little fat leg goes out and he does take one step and then he falls over. Listen, it's mother's encouragement or father's encouragement that actually produces that baby to walk, produces health and strength and life in that baby, even if people are falling over, even if they make a mess of it, encourage them, put strength into them, put fortitude into them. Encourage people when they step out and pick them up again and say, now have another go. Now do it again. And I think we, if we had that kind of culture, if we had that kind of atmosphere amongst us, 
if truly it was one of our massive values, which I believe it is for you, then actually the church would be growing and growing and growing because we have a world out there who lacks for encouragement. There are people who have, they, they don't have any encouragement in their life at all. And if we put strength and encouragement into people, actually we'll build them into our community. Now obviously we want to introduce them to Jesus. We want them to know the greatest encouragement, which is that you can have a personal relationship with him. But I pray for your Alpha course this next week. I pray that it's such an encouraging place for people to come to, that they just get encouraged so much that they just find you so attractive. And in seeing the attraction in you, find Jesus attractive as you start to explain. We talked about Christians being the good news. Unfortunately, Christians have often been the bad news. We talk about the good news, but then we're stern-faced and we're not very nice to people. God actually wants us to model the good news so that the good news of Christ isn't just something we speak about, it's something that's modelled in our lives, something that can be seen and tangibly touched so that we model. It's what is the biblical word incarnation. It means in the meat, in the flesh. Jesus was God in the flesh. And we're to be in Christ like God in the flesh. Now, we're not like Jesus in that sense. There's only one Jesus. He's unique, the only begotten Son of God. But we're in Christ, and God is in this flesh, the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, and people can't see God up there, but they can see God in you, and they can hear his love and his encouragement and his affirmation. It's the good, Paul says this, it's the goodness and kindness of God that will lead to repentance. Sometimes we think we've got to tell people the bad news, actually telling them the good news of the gospel is the key to open up. Now there's some bad news in it as well. We've got to know we're sinners. We've got to know about eternal punishment. We've got to know about these things. However, the good news of God's love in us, I believe, will influence people on your alpha. So we've talked about encouraging people who blessed us. Secondly, encouraging people when they step out in God or they step out in something. Thirdly, encouraging people when they're in trouble, when they're in difficulty. And I think this is the one that we are least good at. It's like, am I my brother's keeper? I don't really have to... Well, I'll leave them to God. No, actually, we are our brother's keeper. And when people, when our brothers and sisters are going through trials and difficulties, actually it behoves us as a responsibility on us to bring encouragement and blessing and strengthening and building up and pushing forward in their lives. It says this in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 14. We urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, but encourage the disheartened and help the weak. Be patient with everyone. It's important we do that. 1 Thessalonians 5.14 that was. I read this the other day. A word of encouragement during a time of failure is worth more than an hour of praise after success. So, and I'm talking about failure here. I'm talking about messing it up. No, encourage, put strength, put fortitude into people. See, part of encouragement is to put strength or put courage back in. And when people have failed, when they've fallen over, when they've made a mess of their lives, they don't need judgment from us. They don't need criticism from us. They don't need condemnation from us. 
What they actually need is encouragement, strength and blessing from us. And it's so fortifying. It's not like... I read this quote as well. This is a great quote from the Entrepreneur magazine. Encouragement sounds like a cute thing, small and fluffy. It's something that you do with timid kittens. Oh, let's encourage them. No, encouragement isn't cute. It's powerful. When you're encouraging somebody, you're instilling courage. You're putting fortitude back into them. And I think we need to do this to one another when we're in difficulty, when, we're, when we've hit problems. We tend to avoid people. We don't know what to say to them. Somebody's had a failure. Somebody's had a, a difficulty. We don't know what to say. Somebody's struggling in an area we tend to avoid. Now, actually, we should rush in and pour encouragement, pour strength, pour blessing, pour God's fortitude. I come, my hometown is the, uh, on the south coast of England, and if I say its name, I guess you'll know the one thing that my town is famous for. I come from the town of Hastings. So what is Hastings? What's the one thing Hastings is famous for? The Battle of Hastings, I know. It's, oh yeah, car insurance, yeah. So, somebody watches too much television. Um, it says car insurance. But actually, the one thing Hastings is known <laughs> the one thing, the one thing Hastings is known for. Hmm? It's the Battle of Hastings. Yeah, it wasn't even in Hastings. It was in Battle. But uh, it's the one thing that my town is known for. And uh, it, my, the town's slogan is popular with tourists since 1066. It's like, and it's known as failure. It's known as that. But there's a famous selfie that was taken at the time. Uh, it's called the Bayer Tapestry. It took quite a few years to do. But it's like this sort of selfie of the battle. And there's one bit where it's not quite sure whether it's the king or whether it's, a, it's one of the, the bishops or one of the, 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 the church leaders of the time. But it says about King Harold, or it might be the bishop, but it depends how you translate it. It says, King Harold encourages the troops. And you could imagine King Harold encouraging his troops into battle, you know, this sort of kind of, come on guys, you know, I want you to... No, King Harold has a spear and his spear is like going up the backside of his troops and he's encouraging them into battle because that's what courage does. That's what encouragement does. It fortifies you into the battle. It strengthens you to live for God again. It strengthens you to go where God wants you to go. So my encouragement to you is to be the people who God has made you to be. Be the encouraging people. Now, let me just come across this, what I was going to say, English. I, I think English is an advised word, even on the borders. As English people, I'm sure the Welsh are totally different, but the English people go, like, oh, oh, don't encourage people too much. Well, you, they might get big-headed. That's what, and, and some people already think, oh, oh no, we don't, not too much of that. You know, let's get, get, get people a sense of realism. We don't, now, actually, that is not our problem. We have too much realism. We have too many lies spoken to us. Pride is not our problem. Discouragement is. And the scripture that I started with, encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. You see, sin's lies and sin's deceitfulness hardens your heart 
And it's encouragement that cuts through that. Let me give you one very practical thing for me, and then we're going to do a whole lot of stuff together. This is honestly true for me. Almost every time I speak, and I speak a lot, I don't mean saying hello, I mean this kind of stuff, communicating, preaching, whatever you want to call it, leading, almost every time, and it'll probably happen tonight, the first, the, the first thing that I hear in the back of my head once I've finished is this. You failed tonight. You didn't do very well today. They don't really even like you here. Keith built you up so much, you're such a disappointment to them. They wished somebody else had come. Don't say amen. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, any other speakers here? Any, any, other guy, any other worship leaders, any other people who step out, that you know that voice. It's the voice of the enemy. What do I need? And, and this isn't an appeal for you to encourage me. <laughs> Although that might work. You know? <laughs> the truth is I need encouragement to slash and cut through that lie of the enemy and to say, no, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. Well done, my son. Well done for stepping out. You may not have been brilliant. You may have made, fell over. You may have made some mistakes. But well done. I'm for you. Now, I need, I need that encouragement. And I've been a Christian for 45-something years. I don't know what. I've been in full-time ministry for, I don't know what, 25-plus years. I still need that. And if I need that... That means you need that and we need that. We need to encourage one another to smash through Satan's lies, to smash through the discouragement that he would bring to us. So, that's been quite a short word, but only 20 minutes. Probably, a bit longer probably, but, you know, not actually counting. Who's counting? Somebody's counting at the back, I know. Why don't we do some of this stuff? So why don't we not go from here until everyone's encouraged. Now, sometimes when I've, I've spoken this word, I kind of identify some people I think who need encouragement. But I think actually in a small setting like this, the truth is we all need encouragement. And I don't think I should identify or even ask you to self-identify. I think we should just open this up. There's wise pastors here. If any loony or weird person or whatever is going to step up. Keith might just have a little you know, hand on them. But do you know what? We're the family of God together. And even if you get it wrong, don't worry. Even if you make a mess of it, don't worry. Because I want us to encourage one another. I want us to build one another up in our holy faith. I want us to be built up, stirred forward and moved out in the purposes of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that, I believe, is done by the biblical exercise of encouragement. So I'm going to stop there. Encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today. It's not quite tomorrow yet. might feel like it, but it's not quite tomorrow. It's today. So, brothers and sisters, who is going to start? What I want you to do is I want you to be recorded... So we have a, a microphone, because I think you'll find some of these things very stirring and very outbuilding. And do we have a... Uh, what, just use this one. I'm going to invite you... That's it. So I'm going to invite you to come up to the mic. In fact, I'll leave it here and we can... And I don't need to physically...
hold it. Sorry, sorry. And why don't you just start to come up and encourage... Now, you need to just not do it vaguely. Otherwise, if you do it vaguely, you get vaguely encouraged. You need to be very specific. Name the person if you can. So, come on. Well done. Name the person and be encouraging. Rosie, it's great to see you stepping out in worship since at New Day you declared that you felt God saying, step out and do this, and you were so scared the other week. But this week, to see you taking the lead on that song on piano and vocals, it just stirred my heart, and I just was like, there is God in this. Keep going. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, Ben, and actually two people, Ben and Cardi, it's been really great to watch both of you come up and share things uh, recently more and more. Ben, I remember you at Jubilation, you shared something. I'd never seen you share anything before. Um, and God, as well, like always coming up, sharing stuff, bringing what God's saying. Um, keep doing it. You're doing really well. And God's speaking through you. Brilliant. Brilliant. There should be a queue. There should literally be a queue now. Well, a few of you know me. Um, but I felt... Since Jeremy spoke, yeah, I felt Jeremy, as you were speaking, that the first one that came into me was to love each other. Mm. We don't do it enough, and I just felt that we should all love each other more, and it will be better. Brilliant. Go on. Brilliant. Well done. Well done. You're gonna come up there. Let's pull that down for you. I want to encourage my dad. Because he's getting married to now, I want to say that he's really good at singing and playing guitar. Brilliant, brilliant. Go for it, Rich. Um, I want to encourage Jeremy. I had a picture this morning that I didn't share in the main meeting, but I took it into the Sunday school, so those of you that were there will have heard it already. But it was a picture of us being in um, a stadium, or, and, and there was people watching, and it was between a race and a football game. It was that sort of thing. And I was saying the person has fallen down, and the, the coach, rather than sitting on the sidelines, isn't sitting on the sidelines in this game or this race, that they're right next to you, and they're picking you up and encouraging Brilliant. you on all the way. So you Brilliant. definitely were right to Brilliant. change the sermon. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Rach. Come on. Well, uh, my encouragement is for you as, as well, and for Fran, in the sense that um, recently I've been reading the scriptures where uh, Paul went to uh, Thessalonica, and when he got there, he reasoned. And I think um, you're coming tonight and you're traveling around all different churches, as you're taking the word of God and you're reasoning with people, and you're encouraging, that's what Paul did, he encouraged the believers, and he, he, he wouldn't let go. And I think what God is saying, don't let go. Keep going, keep pressing on, and keep reasoning and encouraging churches. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, come on, there really should be a queue here, and I mean that. Come on. Come on. Make a queue. Come on. Three, four, five of us. I would like to encourage the, uh, the whole of the worship group, really, yes. Mark and um, Andy. Get all the names wrong. Rosie and... Um, sorry? Dave, yes. <laughs> Dave, you've got a fantastic voice. I love to hear you harmonise. Can't even see where you are. <laughs> Rosie, I don't know how you get up to those notes. <laughs> Count me out. <laughs> if you're ever singing in that register, I love to listen to a good soprano, but I'm not that I'm not that person. So 
I'll just carry on harmonizing somewhere down below you. Okay, thanks. Well done, well done, brilliant. The young clap, is good. Um, I'd like to encourage Ben. He has the gift of encouragement, so to speak, because when he was speaking today, I could really relate to a lot of things that he says to people to make us feel better. And I think you should really keep doing it, because it's great. Brilliant, thank you. Well done. Cool. I'd like to encourage uh, Andy, Hannah, uh, Dave, and Laura, and... Oh, yeah, I'm falling back. <laughs> I didn't forget, don't worry. <laughs> for, the, uh, for all the work that they're doing with the young, uh, the youth and the young people's group, and just how you're helping us with our day-to-day, and our talk this afternoon was really good, and couldn't have been better. Cheers, guys. There should be a queue up here. Um, Callie, you always bring a jewel to a meeting. There's always something very special, whether it's a reading or the prophetic. It changes the meeting. Keep going, girl. Well done. Well done. Come on. Keith, the effort you put into your sermon preparation is greatly appreciated. It really is. Rachel, your... What's what's the word I'm looking for? Management of Keith and the rest (laughs) of (laughs) the I I, I don't think it could work without you doing all the stuff you do in the background. Les, I've said to you before, I cannot imagine a welcomer more welcoming in a church than you. You are an absolute gem. I've said it before and I'll embarrass you publicly. You, mister, every time you open your mouth, Mark, I've said it before, but I get blessed mm. every time I see you coming up here and, you, and you've got your, your Bible on your phone out and it's down here somewhere, and I'm just looking forward to the jewels that drop out of your mouth. I am blessed a bit by all that, and I'm blessed that you're taking him on as well. I mean, <laughs> you're, either, you're either mega anointed Oh, you're an absolute idiot, but I think <laughs> together I've said to you so much in the past. That's the encouragement that I think is God's in it all. The lady, sorry, I don't know what her name was, who, who spoke earlier. Thank you so much for what you said. You spoke with such clarity. It was so easy to listen to what you had to say, so thank you very much, and I won't monopolise Brilliant, no, you're great. We're just going to carry... What time do we finish, Case? When we finish. Come on, then. Come on, then, guys. Come on. Pete and Catherine, I just want to thank you for everything you do. At the moment, Dad's in this church, I love you to bits. I thank you for everything you do. And Keith and Rachel, also for this past year that I've gone through, you know what I've gone through. I just want to thank you for such an encouragement to this church. It wouldn't be the church without you guys, so thank you very much. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. Sue, um, Jerry spoke about earlier about those people that when you see them, your heart just jumps. And you're one of those people for me. Um, I've told you so many times that I think you're beautiful and that I I, I love you. And there's so many people in this church who love you for being you. And we don't want you to change all of that. Like, we love you for being you. So please keep being you. Brilliant.
Hi, I've been coming for a few weeks now, and I just want to encourage you all to the blessing of God amongst you. Um, God really has touched my life. Uh, it's been 20 years when I was very busy for God. Uh, and I always thought, you know, we talk of a relationship with God, a living relationship. And I felt, God, you know, if I'm going to come back to the church, why, why are you drawing me back? It's got to be real. You know, and a little hymn came to a song that we used to sing. If you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. To get a touch from the Lord is so real. And this was a couple of weeks ago after coming here for a few weeks and just sensing God's presence amongst you. God is amongst you. You know, he's he's with you. He's walking with you. And the word tonight was so clear. If you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. To take hold of God. Brilliant. And I've been seeking God of an evening and I've fallen asleep and I was drawn near to God and I said, Lord, it's got to be real. It's got to be real. I need a touch from you. And that night God touched me, really touched me. He came alongside the Holy Spirit as we, we preach about, we talk about, and he touched me. And God wants us to just touch him. It's like the woman that pressed forward for a healing mm-hmm. and took hold of him. That's what he wants from you. Press forward more into him and he will touch you. Brilliant. Well done. Well done. Brilliant. Come on. One or two more. Come on. Um, do you know, I'll just, I'll just, maybe I'll um, I just want to say a massive thank you to Dorothy. Um, probably a lot of you don't even know who she is, to be honest. Um, and I could say it for all the guys. I'm going to say it for all of them, but I'm going to particularly just pick on Dorothy and she'll hate me for this because I know she doesn't like attention. <laughs> but... Since the first week that Dorothy came, you know, she's shy and she just gets on with her own thing. But I can remember me turning to Hannah and saying, where is Dorothy? And she was in the kitchen with the marigolds on, scrubbing and cleaning pots, tidying away. And every week she does that. Nobody knows she does it. And yet your heart is to go and do it. And for us, that is so encouraging. I really want you to know that, that for us, it's so encouraging to see that you're stepping up in your own way and blessing us as a church. So a massive thank you for that. Brilliant. Brilliant. I've, just, I've just said I'm going to have to get up and say something, and Lizzie said, go on then, because it's her I want to say it about. Because uh, she, she, she's always got that big smile on her face, and she's always here, and she's always helping. She's made cake tonight. I mean, she's always there behind the scenes. So thank you, Lizzie. You're great. Brilliant. 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 Can, can you just see how even those last two or three hats just cut through something and people have got their heads down, suddenly their heads go up and people are suddenly feeling, no, I'm being loved by, yes, you, but more importantly, they're being loved by God. We're not just saying nice things to one another. We're speaking God's truth over one another. We're speaking prophetically. In fact, I think there's such a link between encouragement and the prophetic. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 14, it talks about, it analyses prophecy and talks about the the various components of prophecy. And one of them, it says, it's encouraging. See, prophecy, and sometimes we hear, oh, if only I could prophesy. Guys, you've just been prophesying for the last 20 minutes. You've just been doing it. Every one of you has prophesied God's truth, God's word over somebody. So that's what God's called us to be. He's called us to be a prophetic people. And I want to end by just saying, please don't think, oh, that was a nice thing Jeremy did at that meeting. That was nice, kind of warm, fuzzy. Please 
let this be a culture here. Please, next Sunday, let there be four, five or six, seven people who go and encourage people from the front, but also one-to-one. Please, tomorrow, this is your challenge for the week. It's your mission, Jim, should you choose to accept it. It's your challenge. A few people brought up in the 1960s here. <laughs> Remember Mission Impossible the first time around. Um, your, your challenge is to be this kind of man or woman to the world. Actually, when you're in that hotel or that bar or that coffee shop or that supermarket or that office or that employment bureau or that home, that actually you may be tomorrow the only Christian that those people meet. That you might be the only ray of light and life and blessing and living water. Why not, instead of having a good old moan about the president or the prime minister or the weather or the youth or the elderly or whatever, whatever, you know, one group always moans about the other. Why not actually speak some love? You may have heard me say this before, but I love it. I go to hotels quite a bit and I'll often say to the the people who are serving I just want you to know and they usually think I'm going to complain about something and I'll say I just want you to know and then I'll tell them some truth you've been the most brilliant servers this week or you've been excellent at this and I'll point out something they've done really well I won't point out all the failures I'll point out the good stuff and their faces beam because that probably is the only encouraging thing that they have been told that day may even been that week may even have been that month you we are the source of God's blessing to the world. We're called to bring his life into the world. And one of the ways, not the only way, but one of the ways God wants us to do that is in the gift of encouragement. So can I stir you in that? Can I encourage you in encouragement? I pray that I've left a deposit in your hearts, or rather God's left a deposit in your hearts tonight, that this isn't just something fun you do in a meeting, but actually this is a lifestyle to speak life, to speak truth, to speak encouragement over people, to speak blessing over them. Because I've been really encouraged by your response tonight. I think I would be most encouraged if this became a lifestyle for you. I heard from Keith a few months later, wow, things are amazingly turned around in terms of building the body up. Wow, our guys on Alpha were so blessed. Loads of people got saved and added. Why? Because we started to speak life and encouragement to one another. So therefore, Lord, why don't we just stand in his presence? Therefore, Lord, we say thank you that you're the God of encouragement. You're the God who spoke over your son. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And you speak over us now in Christ, your good pleasure. Lord, you, to use Callie's analogy, stretch out your scepter of blessing and touch us with acceptance, with love, with affirmation. And we're encouraged tonight by your words. We're encouraged tonight by one another. And Lord, our prayer, my prayer is for freedom. Church, Lord, that we would live this life of encouragement. We would live a life of blessing. That tomorrow, everyone we meet would somehow be encouraged, fortified, blessed, built up. Because they've come into contact with us. And unknowingly, through us, they've come into contact with the powerful, living God who rules and reigns. 
Lord, I ask you, thank you for every word that was spoken. We pray now, Lord, we think of that parable that talks about the birds of the air and the thorns of the thistles that try and rob. We pray now for none of these encouraging words to be robbed and taken away. We pray, Lord, let every one of these encouraging words take root and faith. Let it grow in our hearts and let it produce much fruit in Jesus' name. And Lord, we give you all the glory because ultimately all this comes from you. You are the God of encouragement and we love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.